Welcome to Everything and Nothing. With your hosts, Chris Cox and Charlie Hickmott. gentlemen welcome back to another episode of everything and nothing here with your hosts i am chris cox this is my host charlie i'm charlie and today we have special guest comedian uh the real hijinks hey Uh, what's good also co-founder of dirty angel entertainment go ahead and look them up anywhere you can on the internet facebook instagram wherever they're everywhere dirty angel entertainment Hey, thank you guys for having me, man. So, uh, yeah, thanks for being on. Uh, this is, uh, hey, man, I have nothing but time on my hand. <laughs> <laughs> we all feel a little bit that way. But now, Jinx, I actually, there's a lot about your history that I don't, like, I know who you are right now. You right, and I hang right. out for mm-hmm. the last year and a half. We pretty much supplied most of the Portland comedy scene with weed. Uh, if it's not me, it's you. True. So, so true. <laughs> this is so true. I'm gonna need these motherfuckers to get a job after this. <laughs> uh, but like, I don't know how you got into comedy. I don't know how you got started because it wasn't here in Portland, was it? Well, I actually, the first time I stepped on stage, uh, it was in Seattle. But how I totally got into comedy was just, uh, I just, I kind of accidentally stepped into it. Uh, I wasn't really looking to do comedy. I was uh, helping my sister-in-law out. She was doing a... Uh, like a book reporter, like a, a like a fake news broadcasting for her college class, and okay. she wanted me to do like a, a a commercial on the fly and just like do something. So I, I dressed up. Uh, I did a Crisco commercial, and I just like I'm like you can fry chicken in it, you can bathe in it, look at eat and sue. Just I just did some shit. I had on like overall, like it was just so over the top, like just. And, uh, and I did that for her. And at the time, her husband at the time uh, knew a promoter. And uh, he came up to me and was like, hey, dude, you were pretty funny. Would you want to do that in front of a crowd? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, you'll get paid and blah, 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 blah. And like at this point, I had never even done an open mic. I had never even written a joke. Like I had oh, yeah? no fucking, hey, I had no idea. I went into comedy blind and I really winged it from the very beginning. Nobody was schooling me telling me what to do how to write a punchline and nobody i just i just did it so uh my brother-in-law hooked it up where i was doing the show up in uh seattle it was a boat show and uh and uh, uh, uh like a week before i kind of just sat down and this was probably one of the only the first times i had written a joke and i went and read right. like a 15 minute set so uh and i did it and the first time i did it i did it in front of my wife's family now, my wife's family is from New York. And uh, I mean, they're hardcore New York. Went to the Apollo. They have booed the Sandman. You know what I'm saying? Like, they have done. And they told me. They was like, yo, son, before you get up here and you do these jokes, yo, if you're not funny, son, we're going to let you know. We're going to let you know. So I'm like, all right. Uh, so I kind of got up there. And the first time I did it, I just did it in front of my family, a quick 10 to 15-minute set. They loved it. Went well. They was like, you're funny. All right, you're, you're cool. I was like, all right. Cool. So the next week I went up to Seattle and I did a show and I opened up for Rodney Perry. At the time, a lot of people didn't know who Rodney Perry was. If you look him up, he's done stuff with uh, 
uh, Tyler Perry. He was a uh, Monique sidekick on her ready on her TV show that she had a while back. Uh, very cool dude, but I don't think a lot of people might not knew who he was at the time. Yeah, so, uh, I had opened up for Rodney Perry. I had did my, and I was scared. I had never been on the stage before. You know what I'm saying? Like this was literally my first introduction into comedy and how this would have went would have probably dictated how I approach comedy from there on. Like if it yeah. would have went bad, I probably wouldn't be doing comedy right now. But it went good. I actually did a great, like uh, my first 15 minute set, first time ever on stage. I had never even done an open mic and I got paid like 50 bucks to perform. And uh, Rodney Perry came up to me. He was like, yo, you're, he's like, how long you been doing it? I was like, this is my first time on stage. He's like, you're pretty damn seasoned, man. He's like, you're, you're pretty good. I was like, thank you. And I just went. And from there, I just, I kept going. Had like a, a, a year and a half hiatus. And then I got like right back into it. The hiatus was stupid. But because when I got into comedy, I didn't know. Nobody was telling me the ins and out in comedy. I so yeah. I thought when you got into comedy, the first time you bombed, that was it. That was your career. Like you just give it up, like, oh fuck it. So I went <laughs> and I did an open mic at uh it was actually it was at fucking Harvey's comedy club. I did the oh, open yeah? mic at Harvey's when it, yeah, like this was a long time ago. This was this was before the owners that currently have it now on it. Right. So this was like and so I went and I did a set there and I had this whole set about the Portland Trailblazers and you know what I'm saying? It killed in Seattle, but of course, you're talking about the Portland Trailblazers, hell yeah, at the time. So it went well. So I came and I did it at Harvey's and I didn't get the response. Like the dude gave me the light. And like as soon as I said something mm -hmm. bad about the Trailblazers, he was giving me the light. Like, yo, you gotta and I was like, You gotta oh. go. <laughs> yeah. So I literally thought that was it. So I actually stepped away from comedy for almost a year and didn't even do it. Because I thought that was just how it went. Once you bombed, that was it. Like, I literally thought that was how the comedy game went. I had no idea. And then uh, after that, I had got back into it. I met up with um, uh, this gentleman out here named Michael Booker, who was doing the show with Joe Sons that used to be up on uh, 112th and Division. And uh, he heard that I was doing some comedy, and he asked me to come up there and asked me would I be interested in co-hosting with him one night. So I went up there, and I was like, yeah, you know, why? I said, you know, I haven't done it in a while. I'll try it like you know so i went back and started working with him and that's how i got back i got into the, the comedy scene so here really so i i started uh running a show with him and after a while he kind of left and angela uh olsen came in i don't know if you know angela olsen she was like me and her this was my this was my partner when i first got into comedy me and her was buddy buddy like we ran the real comedy spot at the red room when 1.0 yeah, like the original. It was me and her that ran it. And like, this was my buddy. And we ran we ran one of the best, to me, one of the best open mics that was in Portland. Like we were on a Monday night and we would have like 30 to 35 comics yeah. lined up wow. to do seven minute sets and stay till the end of the night. Two o'clock in the morning, last comic up, still a crowd in there. Like we had one of the best open mics, man. Like we built it up like, that's when, and that's at the time when 
We had uh, Noriko Art was coming up in the scene. Scooter mm -hmm. Pickering was coming up. Adam Posse was coming up. Uh, Nathan Brandon was doing his thing. Like Jake Silverman was a newbie in the fucking game. You know what I'm saying? Like these are, I saw all these guys like fucking like come up through the ranks and become what they are. And so me and Angela, we held that open mic. And then um, we, me and her kind of, we split up and went our own way. Uh, like our, our, our mic was really successful. So yeah. uh, we had other venues hitting us up like, yo, we would love for y'all to come and do a show here. And woo, woo, woo. So I'm like, to me, I'm like, this is great. We have venues calling us, wanting us to do shows. Right. And she just didn't want to take that leap. She was comfortable with, you know, us doing our, what we had started. And that was cool, but I was like, yo, it's time to branch out. Like, we've been running this over. Right, that, this like... is where you start making the money. So that's where we kind of saw differences. She wanted to keep it grassroots, you know, kind of a home base. Me, I wanted to branch out and, and build my brand and let my name be known. So yeah. that's where we kind of split up and went our own ways. And then, you know, uh, it was just me. And that's when, you know, Dirty Angel came along. You know, my wife was, you know, became my partner. She was, uh, she was, at first she was managing me. It went from her managing me to, all right, well, we can do this together. Her being the DJ is like, and it just, right, yeah, it just ballooned. And now where we're at now, we're, we're eight years in, we had our fourth comedy festival. Mm -hmm. uh, we had uh, Harvey, we have, you know, open mics at Harvey's Comedy Club, as you know, our open mic at uh, um, uh, East Side Bar and Grill that we did over there. We also nice. had our uh, bi-weekly show that we do at Welch's, uh, Welch's, you know, the uh, Jokes yeah. in the Hood that we do there. And besides that, we've partnered up with so many different Suitman productions, uh, just so many different Triple people. Nickel Pub was going on for a while. Triple Nickel Pub. Like, so from that, we've just been... You know what I'm saying? We've just grinded out and stayed busy. And so... And that's hard, man. Like, like you know me, I had that one show I ran out in Oregon <laughs> City for a while. And I tried my damnedest to make that into something big. And right when it started getting to where it was going to be, mm -hmm. the owners just fucked off. So... <laughs> and, that's, and that sucks. Especially when you take your time and you build it. And then they want to pull the plug for, for whatever reason. And, 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 but, but that comes to us as bookers. When we go in and we do these deals with these venues, we have to make sure we have the right deals in place. Cause yeah. too much that I've seen, not just going to say our comedy scene, but in comedy scenes, period, people are just so happy to get a venue. They don't care about what comes with that venue. Like they don't, they don't look at the finer things. There's just, oh, we got a venue. Let's do this. Like when we go into a venue, we look at little things. Is the bartender cool? Cause that's one of the main things. That bartender yeah. is going to be the person that's going to be talking to everybody that comes in here. What's the parking looking like? You know what I'm saying? Are we going to have decent parking? Are people going to be fed up with the parking? You know what I'm saying? It's the little things you look at. It's, it's good to have a venue, but it's also good to look at a venue and be like, you know what? this isn't a good fit. I'm going to walk away and 
Yeah. I'm not, I'm not I saw it. that stage they had though, and I was like, nope, I'm in love. I would let me do this. Let I love that venue. Here. That one you had out in Oregon City, <laughs> beautiful. That stage was fucking remarkable. That room yeah. was actually that was a great room. I and could I not wish... believe that came to me. I was like, nope, I, I have to do this. He was like, yeah, do you want to come do a one-off? And I got there and I was like, yes. And then when it was over, he was like, hey, do you want to do this every week? And I was like, I don't know if I can, but we're going to yeah. try. And that's you know when what? I found out, yes, yes, I can. Enough of you know me and are willing to come do shows with me. You know what? <laughs> and the thing is, I love that. And uh, and I love when, and when uh, venues take that chance to do that with you. But I tell you one thing, sometimes, again, as bookers, uh, like for me and you, we look at comedy through two different eyes. We look at it through comedians. We look mm -hmm. at it through bookers. And we, we also look at it through as producers because we have to look at it on all, that, on all those levels. So me and you look at the comedy game totally different. You know what I'm saying? Right. Where other, where just a comedian would just look at it like, through this or just a booker will look at it through this or just producer me and you have to look at it through different eyes so we see we see venues totally different yeah no. that was uh back when i was dating katie that was something she kept bringing up she was like yeah I, do you know why you're so exhausted all the time it's because you're literally doing three people's jobs <laughs> you are especially doing a weekly i will admit i loved i love that hustling bustle and that grind but a weekly is a really really hard is really hard it was hard getting lineups you yeah. know what i'm saying like you go through portland comedy like, you know, quick, and you're like, oh, shit, like, I'm fucking I fill this up. And mm -hmm. But you get people coming from out of town, but then it's like, then you got to start thinking as a producer, like, okay, if I start getting people out of town, I got to pay people. Is you gonna well, get no, because when I start off looking at how to get paid, that was answered up front. You know, like, when you got there, that deal had been in place the entire time. My mm -hmm. people get 20 bucks, they get a full meal, they get a drink. That's it. N nothing less than that. If we make tips cool that gets yeah. split amongst them but after a while he looked at what i was doing like the guy that ran the bar saw right. that i was paying out 20 bucks to everybody well he only gave me 80 bucks for the whole thing so he saw that i was walking away every week with 20 dollars, and he was like hold wait stop is that all you've had every week and i was like yeah i gotta make sure these guys are paid <laughs> like you are way the fuck out in the middle of nowhere they are not gonna come here for any less than 20 bucks and 20 minutes like that's yeah. we are bare minimum right now and he's like oh well fuck that i was like i don't is that good or bad and he marches back over to the rest he's like okay so he gets 160 a week now <laughs> See, and the here's thing your is, other 80. <laughs> what the thing is when when, when bars do like that when they're going to give you a budget like i'd rather do bi-weekly than a weekly because it gives you a little bit more time to schedule the bar will give you a little bit more money the more money you get the better quality of comedian that you can have come in and do a show so you gotta always like like i said you gotta look at it from you gotta look at it from every yeah. aspect you know what i'm saying like and uh and and that's one thing you know i love the business side of comedy i love the behind the scenes side of comedy but it's hard to learn and everybody yeah, I... is not going to be a hundred percent with you you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to look through, you got to swim through the bullshit to actually find the truth. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It sucks. You know what I mean? Like it really, really sucks. But in other times you have people that will actually, me, you know me, I'm an open book. 
You come and yeah. ask me, I'm going to keep it 100 with you. I'm going to tell you the best way to make money and the best way to brand your shit and you can get something out of it. Where a lot of people won't do that, you know what I'm saying? They feel like, you know, the game's to be paid, not, you know, not played. So it's different people, but me, I always have a big heart. You know what I'm saying? And I know what it's like to start at the bottom and nobody wanting to tell you shit. And I would never want to see nobody go through that same struggle, especially if I know they got a good idea and all they just need is a little guidance. You know what I'm saying? Don't be that dickhead. Yeah. You know what I'm Pay it for it. Yeah. <laughs> we know. <laughs> I, I love it, man. And uh, more often than not, I think I'm, I'm in it for the people. You know me, man. I just love to be around people mm -hmm. and I just love to give people the opportunity and you can vouch for it. I have given more people their first paid opportunities than a lot of fucking people I know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll take a chance on you. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you have to take a chance and some people won't do that. Like, oh, you got to be seasoned. You got to have this many things under your belt. And, and my thing is, okay, how do they get seasoned and they get this yeah. under their belt if you don't give them the opportunity? Exactly. They have yeah. to start somewhere. So... You have to be able to give people the opportunity, man. And so I, I love giving people the opportunity. And it makes me feel good to look back and be like, yo, that's that's dope. And it's, it's great, man. It's, it's a really a great feeling. Well, and so that goes all the way to like your your daily job as well, right? Outside of comedy. You, yeah. you work at a school, I think? I did. Well, before the pandemic, yeah, yeah I, I was working with the school system. I was actually a, a bus monitor. My whole job okay. was just keeping kids quiet, making sure the bus driver get us from point A to point B safely. And a lot of people think, oh, that's a bullshit job. But it's really not, especially when you have teenage kids that don't like to listen to nobody. Mm -hmm. You got to get these kids that don't know you from Adam to sit their ass down for like 10 to 15 minutes to get from the school to their bus stop. And without some kids, starting to fight. Right, without <laughs> starting to fight and without me having to be a complete asshole. I hate being an asshole, but sometimes it's like, you know what? Asshole is the only language y'all understand. So now I'm about to speak asshole. Yeah. Be fluent asshole. So, but I, and I actually like it. I love working with kids. You know what I'm saying? I have four of my own. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I'll... Remember, for extended interviews, taping dates, and more, head to Smirk Studios smirk studios inc with a k dot com while you're there press vp for the upcoming smirk studios virtual party chat dance and play party games with us monday may 25th hey, in school kids <laughs> <laughs> Okay, now here's the thing. I, I do want to kind of show off some of your creative endeavors here. Oh boy. Uh, you started you started doing uh, <laughs> your own your own internet show fairly yeah. recently, uh, yeah. as I recall, once this pandemic started. It's part of why that wall behind you is pretty yeah, it's green. green. Yeah, I made my own green screen. Just... <laughs> Look, I got bored, man. And uh, as soon as the pandemic hit, one thing I, I noticed that if I couldn't get to comedy, I wanted to bring it to me. But another thing I started to do, I started actually studying comedy a little bit. Sort of going back to the roots of the, what got mm -hmm. me into comedy and sort of watching that, you know what I'm saying? I went back and watched some old Eddie Murphys, you know what I'm saying? Some old Richard Pryors, you know what I'm saying? Some old yeah. George Carlins, you know what I'm saying? I went back and watched some of the old things, the things that got me wanting to do this. So sort of studying and like, 
And like I said, and then when I started doing the videos, it was the first scripts that I'd ever written. And I was like, okay, I don't even know what the fuck this is even going to seem cool, but I'm going to try it anyway, because why not? Yeah. And, <laughs> and like, here's the thing. I think your premises are good. Um, I think maybe uh, spending some money on some actors may be yeah, beneficial. You, yeah, you know, those, <laughs> those three motherfuckers that I hired can't do shit. Yeah. They, uh, <laughs> you, you should see the blooper reels. I'm like, if y'all motherfuckers can't get y'all like, look, I don't pay y'all. <laughs> y'all sit up in my house all day. You eat my food. You playing my video games. You got to remember 10 lines a piece. Get it together, guys. <laughs> no, but my favorite thing that has come out of all of this is episode four. The video. The video. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to do this to people. Hang on. <laughs> I'm gonna be slow about it. So uh, apparently, because my computer is literally falling apart. That's okay, man. We're gonna we're gonna chip in. We're gonna get you a new computer. Yeah, yeah. I got we. I'm I'm gonna steal his packages for. I'm a a, a dude, man. No, I'm saying personally, if you want a good computer, I'm telling you, go to a pawn shop. You get yes. a very good computer yeah. for a very reasonable price. Yes, I bought more than a few computers and video game systems at pawn shops. Yeah, me too. There, one right know. down the street and like uh, snare drums. I play drums in a band. I need mm-hmm. like, just go like, oh, they got drum parts. I'll be, you know, I'll go right. there first. Like, I bought my PS4. I got it for stupid cheap. You know what I'm saying? Oh my god! I was looking <laughs> online for them. They wanted like five, six, seven hundred dollars. Like I'm not paying. Like I just need it in one game. Like that's yeah. that's all the fuck I need. I don't need all that shit. I got my Xbox 360. I got my uh, Switch and my PS4, all from pawn shops. That's see, that's a good. Okay. One. I went I went in one time and I was getting a uh, something. I forget what it was, but I'm like, oh, it's my birthday today, and it was. And I'm like they like, can I check your ID? And they like saw it was my birthday, and they're like, fifty bucks off. I'm like. What? Like, cool. Nice. Your birthday. And I'm like, oh, all right. Cool. Fuck I would have yeah. bought something for 49 goddamn dollars yeah. and waiting for a dollar back. <laughs> hey, hey, you guys owe me a fucking dollar. Can I can I get my dollar, please? Can I get my dollar? I need that. Yeah, pawn shops, man. But right. did I have I told you how I got my PS4? No, Chris. <laughs> okay. So it was around Christmas. Um, and there was I just went on Facebook Marketplace. Okay. And I made up with this dude. And it is like December 22nd, right? I think legitimately based on, one, how much this dude kept just looking around and trying to get me to rush out the door after I handed him the money with the stuff he'd given me. I'm pretty sure that his roommate left and then he robbed his roommate and then he <laughs> sold a, a PlayStation 4 with two guitars and Rocksmith and like six games for like 220 bucks. Oh, and I was like, shit. look, here's the thing. This is sketchy as fuck. But I'm not going to ask you any questions today because I'm leaving with all of this. (laughs) Wow. Like a, oh, and I have this idea I want to do too. I got a dope idea too. Uh, You're going to like this. It's, uh, I borrowed it from somebody else. I saw somebody in San Diego do this and they gave me an idea about doing something and I want to I'm, I'm not going to say it online because I don't want to somebody You're else right? Why? I'm like, punch, what you, yeah. don't want you to beat me to the bunch because <laughs> uh, somebody sitting somewhere like go ahead I dare you say it motherfucker go You're ahead right. I got you I I'm say just it. Gonna... <laughs> but I got a, a, a this dope idea uh, I got it from this uh, comedian in San Diego he had this it's 
do comedy and social distance all at the same fucking time. Nice. For pennies on a dollar, you'd make your money back in no time at all. I'll tell you about it. We'll talk. We'll, we'll talk. Yeah, about yeah. It. Okay. Look, right now though, what we're gonna do is we're gonna show the people she got that burn. Oh, she got that burn. Thank you. This is a this is my cut right here. To watch the video, check for the link in the description, or head to smirkstudiosinc.com. Right here, I had no shirt on in the video. I have my shirt open. Uh, I actually have my shirt open the whole <laughs> video. Oh, I'm man. Showed on my dad bod. I didn't realize that I had a little gut until after this video. I was like, wow. <laughs> I look like, I, I said, I look like a well-fed Ethiopian. Like, I just have a big old stomach and just sunken in. It's terrible. <laughs> Should've knew this was coming. This skis are from the start. Now I need to see the doctor. For a penicillin shot Really wanna go and pee But can't deal with the pain This burn in my groin has got me Cursing out your name And tell me why I'm pissing razors through my penis tip Got me hurt And lady, is your coochie crazy With all these fellas that you out here sleeping with I should have known you Got that burn When you feel the pain You know you gotta be when you let it go, your balls are gonna feel like they're on fire, and you pissing by got wire. That burn, got that burn, got that burn. The surgeon general told me not to even mess with you. Truth be told, I do want you to teach me how to pay, play Dungeons and Dragons. Oh hell yeah! I want to learn how to play that. I watched them play it on Big Bang Theory, and I was like, you know what? That shit seems kind of fucking fun. I seen them play it on Big Bang Theory and uh, Community. Yes. So I was like, yeah. Oh, Advanced yeah. Dungeons and Dragons, one yeah. of my favorite episodes, man. Yes, yes. Oh yeah, Community. Oh my goodness, Community is. <laughs> yeah, well, I got the, my dice ready to go right here. I just, somebody gotta just explain the game. <laughs> I just need somebody to, like break it down. Like somebody's gonna be patient. And willing to be like, okay, look, this is first time. Like, if it takes him 20 minutes to answer, just give him a minute. <laughs> he's used to rolling dice on the block. He hasn't seen a 20-sided dice before. He's just <laughs> new to him. Give him a minute. It, it, I've never had any... Well, I've had bad experiences with Dungeons & Dragons. That's not totally true. But it's always a good time. You know, you, you're getting all your friends together, and you're telling a story, essentially, together. You're just, like, coming up with an idea. You're like, I'm this character and I'm gonna do this. That's that's what my guy would do, you know. Uh, see, are you guys old enough to remember <laughs> the Dungeon and Dragon video games, the big ones that was like the like the Pac-Man's? It was like Dungeon uh, and Dragon, and you was this guy and you had to like you moved like you had two choices. No. This is old school, man. This is like um, eighty. Oh, like, that Dragon's like, Lair was the name of it, one of those? It might have been Dragon's Lair. It was this white knight. It was a knight, goofy-looking oh, yeah. knight, and he, you would move, and, like, you put a quarter in, your game could end, like, in 30 seconds if you're not fucking... You don't know what you're doing. Like you're Yeah, gonna, exactly. <laughs> so it's it's like uh, it was actually animated by, uh, you know, an animation company, and then they uh, just made it into a game. So there's different options depending on what you choose, like the exactly. knight. Like, the cartoon does that thing. Yeah. And That's you can die, or you can make it to the end, or like it was real crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, I see. I'm old as shit. So you guys don't even. Well, you remember? I, I, I don't know. They've got it I down at. Uh, they've got it down <laughs> at 
uh, ground control down there. Down oh, there. Yeah. I need to go to ground control. Ground control is cool. Uh, the other one is Outrage is pretty cool because they do like online gaming uh, with Ooh. like consoles and stuff, but it's a bar. Oh, no. So they show. Oh, no, e- nobody should have told me that. They show esports up on the screen. The fuck? So, uh, you know, nobody should have told me that. Oh, I'm going to oh. lose so I'm much goddamn it. money. Hey, my family's downstairs, but I'm on a podcast, so I know. Oh. I see them again. We're fine. <laughs> they'll, they'll be back. Yeah, there's 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 other holidays coming up. Speaking of holidays, today is uh, is called September Mai. This is Norwegian Constitution Day. Norwegian Constitution Day. Like we've got Independence Day. They've got Norway. Norway Norwegian has their Constitution own. Day. Yeah. So so Norway still has a king. Uh, and a queen, and uh, but the, so they're a monarchy, but they're a constitutional monarchy, kind of like England, you know, they, they're just a figurehead. Uh, but in 1814, um, after Norway and Sweden kind of had their asses kicked in the Napoleonic Wars, uh, no- Norway's like, hey, we're not siding with Sweden anymore, we hate you guys, uh, you suck. <laughs> so they, they signed their own constitution and became a free Norway, a, an independent Norway. And so started celebrating that and be like, oh, it's Norwegian National Day and started having a parade, whatever. But turns out like uh, Norway, World War II ended for Norway uh, May, May 8th, 1945. So like nine days before this national day. So they kind of folded that into it. So it's got all these meanings. But uh, in Seattle, they have this huge celebration every year, except for this year, of course. But- of course. Uh, but it, that is today. Yeah, so so uh, you say uh, hip hip hurrah. Which, oh, is that the Norwegian? That's, yeah. that's what you say for uh, for Constitution Day. Oh, hip hip hurrah. Hip hip hurrah. Yeah. Hip hip hurrah. All yeah. right, I got it. Everybody says it. I'm down for the calls, man. I'm down yeah. with the are Norwegian. They, are they who we stole hip hip hooray from? Sure. Is that who Naughty by Nature stole hip hop hooray from? Uh, <laughs> are we getting to the these are the real questions. Yeah, these points. Oh my god. Fuck. I fucked it up again. We forgot again. What? Okay. Jinx. Yes. Under your chair, you will uh-huh. find an invisible box. Okay. Points. These are guest points. They are distributable at your discretion anytime you run into something that is clever or witty enough or funny okay. enough or is a okay. good enough pop culture reference. Okay. Right? Just shit you think is cool. Uh, you okay. can distribute points at any time. Uh, now, points are not something we came up with. Points are eternal. Uh, you've seen um, uh, uh, whose line is it anyway, right? Yeah. Fucking everywhere, right? Forever and ever. Uh, and so, in fact, Charlie, I do believe that today you are uh, presenting our segment, uh, this day in historical points. Uh, well, I did. That was that it. Is, that was the Norwegian. Yes. This day, eighteen fourteen, the king of Norway signed into law this constitution, and that's right. That's when Norway was independent, which was great. We were free! We were free! (laughs) That's right. He gets points just because he's Norwegian and it's his day today. So, yeah. Yeah, I get points. Norwegian Norwegian family. So if if anybody uh, of Norwegian descent is out there, uh, this is your day to eat lefse, eat lutfisk, uh, you know, maybe some halibut. Uh, (laughs) I've heard of lutfisk. Lutefisk, yeah. Yeah, I've heard of that. I don't know what it is. I, I've, I've heard that before. It's I like watched preserved, I don't know, preserved herring. Yeah, it's weird. It's like this weird jellied. So this this dish is, you know, it's a preserved fish. That's and bad. so in Norway, they don't eat this at all anymore. 
but see Norwegian immigrants in America that's all they they knew was like this this what procedure for pickling fish and and uh preserving fish so that's what they still do to this day but only and here in America only here in America we're in the diaspora of Norway which is you know just kind of the Midwest and Alaska essentially you know what I am just amazed with the shit that I am learning today <laughs> So, so you have Norwegian immig- or Norwegian visitors come over in the in the modern times, and everybody's like, "Hey, man, like you want some lutefisk?" Because like, no, we haven't eaten that for seventy years because we invented refrigerators. Remember that? Like, <laughs> I'm learning some shit today, man. You're dropping this Norwegian shit on me. Look, I'm if like... you go back and you listen to any other episode of the podcast, you will come to find that we have random tidbits of knowledge in every episode. That's usually it's, provided by Charlie. It's kind of like Raisin <laughs> Bran. Is you know, just get like a couple scoops of knowledge in there. That's you know what that are you a father? Do you have kids? I do not. No, you do not. That's kids. that's that's gonna help you so great when you have kids, because you're just gonna tell them shit that's not really gonna mean shit to them, but it's gonna be knowledge. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It's like you know, if you take the trash out tonight, you won't have to get up early in the morning. Knowledge, and just every time, I'm telling you, you're, you're gonna be such a great dad. You're just gonna drop just facts on them. They're gonna go to school, and you can mix in some shit that doesn't mean nothing. Just to see them go to school and say to their teacher with confidence that they, look, I know that mushrooms grow on clouds on fucking Mars because my dad said so. And you're <laughs> not going to tell my dad's a liar. Your child is going to get suspended, but they're going to get suspended for some bullshit that you put in their head and you're going to be a proud father. That's going to be your proud father moment. You're like, you are the smartest, dumbest child that I have, and I love you so much. Thank you. I love you. Love you. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah I, it's right back to Charlie finds a date. Oh, no. boy. <laughs> There's been some weird development, actually, with that one. So. Oh, shit. Has there? Well, I mean, it's just, it's weird in this in this climate. <laughs> I'm just proud there was development in this area. Well, you know, I, I still go on the the swiping sites, you know, whatever they may be. And I'm going through, and so like, um, I believe this was on Tinder, which of course it was. And this woman's like, "Hey, what's up?" And I'm like, "Oh, not much. You know, just hanging around." And she's like, uh, "I'm in town for two days. Can you come oh. over tonight?" And I'm like, "No, <laughs> I, I don't think I can. Like, I don't oh. know you. Uh, this is like that the first sentence you've said to me. Like, I don't." Was yeah, this any other time in history? I yeah. said yes. Yeah, maybe. But today, yeah. nah. You might have got robbed. That sounds like a stick robbed. up. Yeah, you might have got robbed. See, you, you guys have dating so easy now. Like, if I would have had an app to get me through high school, you know how oh. fucking great it would have been? You know yeah. how great it would have been. You know what I'm saying? Like, I started dating when, you know, when you had to club them over the head and drag them to the house. That's, you know, that's when I started dating. That's the age I'm in. Mean, you know what I'm saying? The problem is with now dating, there's no, there's no embarrassment to it. You know what I'm saying? Like there's, yeah. you can easily be on your phone and oh fuck them, fuck them, fuck nah man. Yeah. You know, my age, we grew up. You, you haven't lived till you had a drink thrown in your face. You're not a man. You're not a man. To that vodka and cranberry is all over that shirt. That's right. <laughs> right you can't swipe left on that one buddy you can't swipe left on that one that is the swipe left <laughs> yeah, that was the original 
I'm telling you, man. Like, it's just, I don't know. Dayton, if I would have had the apparatus shit that they had now, oh my God. When I was in high school, oh my, I've been a fucking dog. I've been a yeah. whore. I've been a whore my whole life, Jinx. I don't think I, you understand. Yeah, I, <laughs> looking like this, have been a hoe my whole life. I would have been a super hoe. I was like, five I was, years old making out in the classroom. Like, real problems in my life. Let me tell you something, man. If I would have had the internet in high school and just to do half the shit that I could do now, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. I'm I, I, was, I was putting in some work, like, with the MySpace, like, 2005 kind of thing. Like, like oh, let's be MySpace friends. And then, like, hey, so what are you up to? <laughs> But see, that's the thing. Oh you guys grew up in it. You guys grew up in the era where you don't ever, you couldn't remember what it's like not to have something like that. Like yeah. I grew up when, like I had to gradually get into it. Like I was old as hell when I had my first cellular phone. Like I had a flip phone, you know what I'm saying? Like just like, and it's so crazy because kids now, they don't know what it's like not to have a cell phone. Like there's never, oh, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like there was, there's an era of kids that don't know what it's like. Like, oh, we always had no. Like, hell no. Like, no, 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 man. And that's what's crazy. Do you ever well, want to shock a child? Take away his computer and put a fucking typewriter in front of him. <laughs> Fuck up his whole world, telling you. I don't know. And maybe that's, and I think Alaska, like growing up there, puts me in a, in a different level than other people my age. Cause like, mm-hmm. I've seen, I've, I've, used a typewriter before like we had a uh, one that would go in a big ass fucking hard shell case yeah you know that i could transfer around uh, i had that before i had a laptop you know so i've i've been on both ends of that spectrum but i think i think maybe i've gone back further than a lot of people who are not 30 yet uh just because alaska is like uh oh man you remember that episode of futurama where omicron percy i ate finally gets ally mcfeel they're finally getting the finale of Ally McBeal <laughs> in like the year 3000 whatever. I got spoiled. I'm sitting in my room. I have a 55 inch <laughs> TV in my room. This is fucking awesome. I just sit up here and go blind playing video games. This, oh uh, yeah. Right, right here's the TV. I've got yeah. this. I've got my computer screen over there. I am, I am screened up in this room. I got speakers, two turntables. I got my wife's turntables hooked up in my room, so nice. she's not using them. So I'm just chicka chicka chicka. So I'm just <laughs> I, you know what? Let me ask you guys something. What do you guys miss most since the pandemic started? Like the one, if you could have one thing during this pandemic to keep for the whole pandemic since it started, what is one thing that you would have kept with you? Being a hoe. <laughs> cannot tell you how many times I have had to be like, no, you dumb ho, stay home. No, we cannot be fucking right now. Like, this is a real... <laughs> uh, you didn't. You wouldn't take that killer chance? You wouldn't take that... <laughs> this is a person I've slept with before. I know this person and I'm still like, no. Just, what you do is just check their fever, check to see if they got a fever before they come to the house. Asymptomatic, buddy. No. And then as soon as they come, shit. 
straight to the shower. That's where you're going. You're going straight to the fucking, you know those, uh, when you get a chemical spill and they yeah. put you in the bath? One of those, you know what I'm saying? We fucking with masks on. That's what the fucking look like. We <laughs> we both look like we about to rob each other in bed tonight. Yeah, bitch, stick them up. Nah, bitch, bend over. I don't know what the fuck going on. Was that uh, Naked Gun 1 where like they had like the full body condom? Oh my <laughs> like, God. Is that not Airplane? No, I don't think it's Airplane. I just watched Airplane the other day. Okay. To, see, now I gotta go, see? Uh, like a Catholic hazmat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hazmat with a dick hole. Oh, that's a good one. Hazmat with a dick hole. That's uh, the name of my next comedy album. There you go. Hazmat <laughs> with a dick hole. <laughs> hazmat with a dick hole. Okay. All right. The one thing I miss, I just, I honestly, I just miss a stage. Yeah. I don't even care if people oh, yeah. are there. I just miss the okay. actual stage. You know what's real dumb? Uh, last night I got so drunk because we were doing D and D, and then that karaoke thing started in our living room because my roommates yeah. had a whole ass party. Birthday um, party. The same there was birthday, a birthday party, party. Happy here. birthday on the karaoke super loud. We could hear it. So we can. I, I keep drinking to you know maintain sanity. And apparently that was a dumb plan because I then go out there. And like two of these women are like, you do comedy? And I'm like, oh, people have told you this already. Interesting. Sure enough, I'm now standing in, with a room full of people putting on a 15 minute show. And I'm like, I ain't done this shit in fucking two months. This is right. the worst set I've done <laughs> in a long they have, time. They have no idea. They, they, don't, don't, they so, were like, this is great. This was awesome. I was like, oh no, this was like the worst I've done in a long time. And I was like, I don't know how to feel about any of this. I'm going back to my room. Uh, you know, that's one thing I haven't done. I haven't drank a lot this this quarantine. Like, I really have not, you know, I've really cut back. For like, I've really cut back. I, now, I've been to more weed than probably any fucking body I know. Uh, I did a hundred, I did a thousand milligrams of liquid THC. Okay, Whoa. but Jinx, I need you to quit pretending that that's due to the corona, because that's oh, no, your that's regular it. dosage. No, that's due to it being Wednesday. That's all yeah, the fucking was. I don't want people to get the wrong idea. Yeah, that's, uh, that's not... <laughs> yeah, I've just been, I've just been really so much weed, just, just so much, just. But it's really nothing new. It's, I've been doing the same thing if we were doing comedy. Just, I, I know that's how you stand up there and do a whole fifteen-minute host set before accident. you make thirty-five people <laughs> all on you. <laughs> and you'll do 15 minute sets in between. I try not to. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm work, I've, been, I've been working on restraint, so I can do I can be better. We had about seen that. progress right before the, the pandemic. Yeah, hit. actually, I was doing better. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I will say that we had noticed. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> uh, due to the pandemic, I got a lot of catching up to do. So our first yep. open mic, I'm doing like 50 minutes. I'm yeah, it's just you. That's for a one man show. I'm like, I'm homesick. I got some shit I got to say. I got to catch up. I got to catch up. I'm at the stage for sure. Like, definitely. Uh, we're, I mean, I'm in a band with Joshua. So, like, we were, we had been planning to do all these cool shows and just, like, even just going and playing, you know, that, that would be nice. Like, playing an actual drum set or. All right. I mean, how many gigs did you guys lose to, to the pandemic? 
I think like officially so far, uh, like two or three. But you know, if if this is the whole summer, then you know we last summer we played I don't know ten ten shows or more. I haven't lost shit because I didn't have anything lined up. So <laughs> uh, I I lost out on so much. I had shows out of right because you books. you had like that weekly biweekly yeah. shit going on. That plus I was supposed to be in California for spring break. I had shows moved oh. down to California for spring break. Uh, the big pine festival got canceled. The uh, laugh your ass real got canceled. So I was just like. Uh, I was more upset about the out of town gigs more than right. anything. Oh, like, you yeah. always want to go to California, you always want to go to anytime you can get out of town to do something. So, I was really more upset about those. You know, I was, yeah, our, our open mics. I was like, okay, we'll get those back on track. I'm not really worried about those. I'm honestly surprised you guys haven't done the Zoom mics yet. I, you know what, I can't, I can't, I can't. I'm a people person. I need to see yeah. people. I need to actually be in front of people. And you know what I'm saying? I commend people that are doing it. If you can do it and it's helping you strengthen your your skill, by all means do it. It's just not my cup of tea. Like I've tried, it's, I can't, I'm a people person. Well, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, yeah, but I, totally makes sense. Yeah. But, but, but for the people that are doing it, I commend you. Like, you know, dope if, if you're doing <laughs> it. But I just, I can't. I can't. This is only the third thing I've did online. Yeah. Who yeah. First I, two? I did Carter's Carter Anderson show out of San Antonio. Uh, he does a show about memes. It's a oh. real fun show. Nice. Oh, right uh, on. And who else does I do? I did a, uh, a Instagram live with somebody. Me and somebody. Was it Jenna? Who Jenna Vesper? No, I was supposed to do that one, but me and Jenna didn't. And then for a while, I was doing my every morning. I was just doing my good morning thing on on Facebook, you know what I'm saying? I think I'm going to start that back up. I was getting up, having my coffee, smoking a blunt, and just talking to people Rambling. on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to do that again. That's mm -hmm. fine. Shit, that was getting more views than this does. <laughs> man, this is going to pick up. You guys are doing a great job. This is a lot of fun. You guys make this fun. It's easy to talk to. It's not a lot of pressure. It's just, uh, you know, it's almost feel like we're just having a conversation. Well, we are. We're just having fun. Yeah, and that's that's how it's supposed to yeah, feel that's, that's, when you go yeah. and do a show, yeah. right? Feels natural. Like, exactly. this was forced. We had fun. This is this was total fun today. And I'm glad I got on here and did this. Of course, Chris Cox, you're one of my favorite people in the fucking world. Oh, Chris. So you're always one of my top people. And you That's just true. met you, but you, you're you're a gym. You, you, you oh, know, you, you're in you. a band. You play fucking drums. You're Norwegian. You I fucking love rock. Charlonius is the man, according to Joshua Metz. Thank you. Thank you so much, <laughs> Man. Thanks. Dude, Charlie and I have been uh, co-hosting trivia nights for McMinimins before this all went down. Oh, I, yeah. remember, I remember you talking about it. I didn't know this was a Charlie. Sea Dog. This is Charlie. This is Sea Dog. That's what yeah. we're Sea <laughs> Dog. We're going to call him Sea Dog. I like that. I'll take a little gangster to it. There's a lot of love in this room. Jinx, I'm going to be honest. Uh, as far as I know, I'm the only person you had host your shows. Uh, other than yourself and so that I honestly like that has been my one thing I've been able to hang on to this year because that was back in February right and so I've I've been able to just hang on to yeah no dirty angel believes in me <laughs> we always believe you you I mean 
you might not believe it or not, but you are you are a great host. You have a great energy. You know yeah, how to direct the room. And that's why we had you host for it. You know how me and my wife are about oh, yeah. those. We are very particular about how we do things because we like things to go a certain way and to be a certain way. So we don't let everybody host our shows. So if we ask people to host our shows because we believe in you and you have that oomph that it takes to host the shows. And I really think you you have a talent. You know how to direct the show. You're you're a good you're a good host. You're a great host. You did a good job. We'll have you do more stuff as soon as this pandemic blows over. You know yeah. you're always you're always gonna be welcome on the Dirty Angel stage wide with no questions. So yeah. well now that's a thing actually uh one thing we do like to do here on the podcast is the mental health check-in. And that's ever since the pandemic hit, you know, we just want to go over a couple things that you're doing every week, you know, to, to try and help maintain, or even if this is just the moment you need to be venting, you know, I don't know who you're getting to talk to outside of your family. I don't know if you need an outside ear. This is all that shit, right? That's One of the that. things uh, I've been having lately is a super high insecurity about my comedy specific. What I mean by that is I agree that I fully believe that I'm a fantastic host. Like, I 100% believe in myself as a host, but I consider myself a mediocre comedian at this time. Now, I disagree, but go don't, ahead. I'm, go I'm ahead. not saying compared to other comedians in Portland. Mm -hmm. I'm saying compared to like what a great comedian is. Like, I am not on the same level as like John Mulaney or Richard Pryor or uh, even Dane Cook, really. I don't even have that same level of range. I don't have it. And that's fine. I know that about myself. And I'm aware that it's things I can learn, but I also know that I just don't have it right now. And so it has been uh, my main question lately, you know, pondering is, is comedy really what is right for me? Am I supposed to be moving on to something else? Because the only thing I seem to know I can do is host. That's why I do this thing with Charlie. I host podcasts. I host, hosting is the one thing I can do. But I worry that it, being a mediocre comedian is something that's going to wind up being a hang-up or holding me back from getting certain jobs. No, the thing, one thing we as comedians, we gotta understand, we are always gonna be our worst critics. We're always going to set the bar higher than we know we can jump, and we're always going to be critiquing. And you know what? We're never going to be the Dane Cooks, or I'm never going to be a Dave Chappelle or Chris Rock or none of those. Only thing I can strive to be is the first hijinks. And that's all you should worry about. You should worry. Don't worry about who you're not. Worry about who you are. You're Chris what? Cox. You have a whole different voice than anybody. So that is part of my point, though, is trying to figure out if this is the correct application of that voice. You're not going to know. It's going to be a trial and error thing. You're, you're yeah. not you're not going to know until you you try different ways. But at the same time, you can't be super hard on yourself. We're, like I said, we're always going to be our worst critic. We're going to get up on the stage and people will get off and people will be like, dude, that was great. You fucking killed it. But in our head, we're thinking 20 different ways we could have did that set so much better. You know what I'm saying? So we're always going to be our worst critic. The first thing you do is get out of your head. Stop overthinking. Comedy is supposed to be fun. So have fun. <laughs> I always tell you this, and I've always said I know. so many comedians. <laughs> when you get to the point where this ain't fun no more, just step away from it. Don't do it. 
this is supposed to be fun. It shouldn't, it shouldn't stress you out. You know what I'm saying? You love to do this, so just do it. You're good at what you do, Chris. You're great at what you do. I've watched you. I've seen you. I've seen you at open mics. I've seen you host. I've seen you at, at, at every point. Like, I've seen you do it all. You have everything it takes. But do you know you have everything it takes? You have it. You're there. You're a complete package. You're doubting yourself. Stop doubting yourself, man. You know what I'm saying? Don't be your own worst enemy. Don't step in your own path to greatness. Don't trip over your own feet. You know what I'm saying? You're a good dude. Don't overthink it. Don't don't overthink it. And, and when you think, when you start looking at it like, oh, am I good enough? You're overthinking it, man. Don't overthink it. This is fun. I'm like, I overthink everything, though. That's how I exist. It's real unfortunate. And it's cool. Some things we should <laughs> overthink. But comedy is not one of them, man. Enjoy yourself. Relax, man. Have fun with this, man. That's what we should be doing right now. I am 45 fucking years old. You know what I'm saying? And I love fucking comedy. And when I get to, when I wake up and, I, and I'm just like, you know what? I really don't give a fuck about this no more. That's when I'm going to walk away from comedy because I'm going to know it's my time. But right now it's not my time. It's not my time to shine, but it's not my time to walk away from it either. You just yeah. have to play your role to your, your time comes. But don't doubt yourself, man. Don't. Keep tripping over your own feet. Don't be your own worst enemy. You're you're a great comic, man. And I tell you that all the time, man. I, I believe in you. I truly believe in you as a comic. Yeah, Chris, <laughs> come on. You know? But at the same time, I understand what you're saying. We're always going to be our own worst enemy. We're always going to critique ourselves the hardest. And you know what I'm saying? even when we get off stage, we can get standing ovations. You know what I'm saying? The whole crowd can stand but three people. Instead of noticing all the people that stand, we're in our head like, how can I get those other three motherfuckers to stand up and applaud to? <laughs> That's just, it's just what we do. You know what I'm saying? We're always gonna, even when we're great, we're gonna be thinking, how can I be greater? saying but don't ever dog yourself don't ever think that you're not great enough just always think yeah i'm here how can i get here but don't ever well, think of yourself you know here's the thing though i mm -hmm. i feel like i'm very good at being realistic about my expectations of where i am and and where i can be i again i'm not saying that i cannot become great i just don't right. think i'm there yet there's there's a whole journey before you get to there you know i know sorry man we're all trying to get to that place i'm nowhere near great you know what i'm I'm still a novice in this he shit. He says man. doing headline shows at Harvey's you know Comedy damn. Club. But the, here's the thing is, yeah, I'm headlining Harvey's Comedy Club, but my name's not known outside of that. You know what I mean? I want my name to be, I want to be able to step my foot in any place I go and be, jinx, oh shit, jinx, jinx, jinx. That's what I wanted. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not there yet. And yeah. I want that greatness, but I know it's going to take hard work, but I'm ready for it. I'm ready yeah. for the challenge. Well, shit, Jake, much as you've been pumping me up for the last five minutes, which, don't get me wrong, super love. <laughs> what have you been doing for yourself for the past couple weeks to keep yourself uh, motivated and on top of your shit? Or at least I, surviving, you know, whatever's whatever's helping you get through it. Uh, one thing I've, I've done is, uh, like I said, I love comedy, but part of me has kind of stepped back from it too. You know what I'm saying? Like. Mm -hmm. This is, you know, we was running so many shows and like this actually happened right after our festival. 
So yeah. we really needed to sit our asses down. So this was kind of almost perfect timing. I hate that it came <laughs> us to sit down, but this was almost a good time for us to sit down. And then when everything else got canceled, I was like, cool. You know what I'm saying? We needed to sit for a minute, but mentally, I'm fine, man. My wife and Monica and my kids keep me focused and keep me on point. You know what I'm saying? I always have somebody to talk to. I yeah. do get out the house every now and then. I'm one of those people that I can't sit in the house 24 hours. I don't care yeah. if I just sit on my porch or walk around the block. I have to get out the house at one time in the day. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I can't. I just, I can't do it. To keep my sanity, I just been, you know, I've been watching a lot of Marvel, watching yeah. a lot of TV, talking to my wife, you know what I'm saying, keeping focused on that. Uh, actually looking to working on our branding a little bit, working on some merchandising that we want to do, you know, this is a good I time. I did see for some us. of that, yeah. So yeah, we got a, a couple things that we want to do. Like I got her some stickers and we're looking to get some t-shirts made with the Dirty Angel logo on it. Nice. Yeah. And a couple hashtag sayings that my wife wants to put on the shirt. So shout out to DJ Wildchild. Yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, so she's, you know, I've been staying busy. You know what I'm saying? Enough to where I don't lose it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I make sure I get you guys one of these stickers too. I got the DJ Wildchild. Yeah. I had made, so I'll send you guys one of these. I'll get them to you some kind of way. But DJ Wildchild. Yeah. We're going to have to get some logo made up for this podcast at some point. Yeah, sorry, man, just, I'm uh, sorry, the one that's sitting on your lower right corner. Oh, yeah, it? you are right. I'm. You know what? I can't see it right now. Okay. And that's on me. <laughs> Literally, just in the chat, it says, nice job on these graphics. I was like, oh, yeah. I do see that. Yeah. good. You know what? We're doing a lot of Char Charles. How are up? you doing, man? Oh, Tell me I, how you doing? I'm doing okay. Like staying in one place as much as possible. So McMinimins is like back open for takeout mm -hmm. and stuff. So I'm back over there, and they've got me kind of running the like in the front of house, you mm -hmm. know, which I, I'm a, I'm a cook by trade. But like they're like, no, you you can serve customers now, and like take money and stuff. I'm like, oh, like you trust me with that. <laughs> so it's it's kind of like a learning thing. <laughs> got my cool. OLCC like temporary permit right. right now, so I'm like serving drink yeah okay like that's not i could do that so i saw the thing about the guy who was like a bartender who's going around to people's houses and making cocktails for them on their doorstep like that sounds awesome i could do that that <laughs> does sound like fun so yeah no, yeah i've been uh working and and uh i've been kind of working with joshua kind of building up this stuff playing a lot of video games which is you know fun i like video games Hey, yeah. like I said, I'm just getting into the games. Like I said, right now I'm just playing 2K. What, hey, wait, wait, else wait, I should play? Jinx, Jinx. Yes. What, what kind? Of, you have a PS4, right? <laughs> yes. Oh. Can Can I buy you Monster Hunter? <laughs> what's Monster? What's What's Monster Hunter? Okay, so Monster Hunter, you uh, you will go and hunt basically uh, dinosaurs at first. And as okay. you murder them, uh, you collect their pieces and you craft armor and weapons out of it. And as you kill better and better dinosaurs, you eventually find magic dinosaurs uh, with elemental shit so that you're doing that kind of damage until okay. you're hunting dragons. And then you're hunting elder dragons and then gods. Hunt gods with me. <laughs> I, was, I mean, I'll try anything once, man. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll try it. I'll look it up. It's, it's on PS4. 
It is on PS4, that's what I play on. Also, okay. we should definitely link up, because what else do you, I'm on Borderlands, I'm on that. I, 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 literally, games. I literally only have 2K20. You know, well, I, I need to get something else. I started with that, because I just like, I just, I'm a basketball fan, and I've been jonesing for, you know, like this should happen right in the middle of the season. Like, oh, yeah. so I've just been like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Jesus. Yeah. So, I'm not even like a huge sports guy, but I did download uh, Backyard Baseball from 2001. Oh, it like, okay. It's like this baseball game, and it had like all those like it's got King Griffey Jr., it's got A Rod, it's got like young Derek Jeter, and obviously they're they're all made into like kids. So they're right. like, well, that's they're, like dope. It, it, it was fun. It was a game I played when I was like 10 and 11, and it's uh, it's really funny. It's like it's fun. It's stupid. I, I still get mad at it. I'm like, come on, up. That was no way. That was like, <laughs> fuck up. I, I, I got excited. I just seen that they're posted. You seen they're bringing out the Tony Hawks. They're rebringing out. The Ooh, t- I did see that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of excited about that. Uh, you know, man. I never played the originals. What? Oh my god. I've never played Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Oh my. God. Big fan. Big fan of Tony Hawk. T- Tony Hawk and Dave Muir BMX. Yeah. Love both of those games, man. Loved both of those games. Oh, uh, man. Uh, Tony Hawk 4 was really like my my thing for a while. I was like, oh my God. And like my first time really hearing like punk music and like mm-hmm. hip hop and like the soundtrack just blew me away back then. I was like, what? This is crazy. Yeah, man. <laughs> I was a big, I, I loved that game. I thought Tony Hawk was a. I really did. I, it was just one of my favorite games. I loved that game growing up. The game I'm still looking for, and everybody says it. A lot of people don't have, don't even remember it. But what is Def Jam: uh, Fight for New York and Def Jam: Vendetta? Oh I yeah, want you mentioned games. this before. Yes, I want those games. You know, right now you can order it overseas, but it's almost like two hundred dollars, and it's in uh, Japanese. So it's no like so it's like the original original. I think Konami makes it, so it's like the original, but it's almost two hundred dollars for this game. Oh wow! Two hundred dollars for a game? No, can't do it. <laughs> yeah, the the one I played when I was uh, came out like right when the X like the first Xbox came out was Jet Set Radio Future, and you're like it's set in the future in Tokyo, and you've got like these magnetic jet powered skates that and you like run around doing graffiti on walls it's kind of like tony hawk but like way easier and all like (laughs) cell shaded and funky and weird and a really cool soundtrack uh but like no remakes are planned there's like one uh fan made version of the game out there but like hard to find or whatever i like the actually like the need for speed franchises i love the need for speed i think i used to play that finish it start it all over again building new cars i love the need for speed I, I really did like that game if i could find it i would uh i would definitely get it the only thing is i hate that the old games don't play on the new system so you have to either go get one of the old systems or you know what i'm saying that yeah. okay but this is what i'm most excited about the ps5 for i've seen it that shit oh, looks like a fucking God. spaceship because yeah. if they will let me play because i have my ps2 games i never got rid of them i still have my first edition of the bouncer i know first edition because it's got that black back uh which means this thing's like 300 dollars right now right and i just want to play it i don't give a shit about selling it i want to play my goddamn game again i want that and i want bloody war 3 and i found out that hudson got bought out by capcom and so the the hudson logo and Uh the bloody roar franchise are now licensed again 
So my super hope is that I'm gonna get a Bloody Roar 5, and it's gonna be so much better than Bloody Roar 4. And that is everything I want out of this new <laughs> game. That's all I want. That so, hey, if for you guys... somebody else to get to Iceborne in Monster Hunter, so that I can get further in this game. <laughs> Okay, I gotta get. I'm gonna look this game up. I AC promise you. AC plays with me here. already, so me, you, AC, Gene DeWeber, we can get a whole party okay. going. And All right. Hunt. See, I've been trying to get people on 2K. None of you guys are basketball players. I've been wanting. That's also to AC. Yeah, he doesn't play. I, I've been asking AC. I've asked AC what is his handle so I can look up. I'm gonna I'm text him. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna text him. I'm Call texting out. him since I get. Yeah, I'm gonna text him. AC, if you're watching Absolute, this, I'm yeah. texting you, man. Yeah. Okay. So so uh we are definitely gonna get together for a fucking for a party for this uh i already figured out streaming if you go back onto my twitch later uh mm -hmm. you can see that i i posted a whole like hour and a half long video of me hunting monsters and talking and shit okay um yeah so you can see what the game is there and that'll let you know if it's worth downloading to you watch chris's stream and others as well as highlights and more all at smirk studios i n k dot com but also we here at Smirk Studios are having ourselves a get together on uh, the 25th, uh, yeah. a couple Mondays from now. Okay, give yourself some time. 420 uh, it's going to start at 420. Oh, yeah. yes. That sounds good. Going sounds to good. 8 p.m. Okay. All right, we're going to be hanging out, chilling, smoking, uh, having a good time. Music yep. will be going. I'm sure Joshua and Charlie will be uh, playing a couple of things, probably. Oh, they, yeah. It's, it's pretty hard to stop them. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Play the funky music, Norwegian. Play that funky music. <laughs> they do it. That's it's uh jam band deliciousness. Oh boy. Oh, yeah. Do you guys have any videos or anything? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Check out uh, Rainbow Electric. You can find okay. our album on Spotify for sure. Okay. And uh check it out. Um yeah, uh, we, we actually got, we... do we do we just want to play Beryllium Mirrors or Fucking, yeah, hell yeah, do it. Cause I gotta, yeah, yeah. I'm we're gonna, gonna uh, we're gonna I'm take sorry. a quick pause. This here is a uh a Rainbow Electric original called Beryllium Mirrors. Uh, video was made and edited by one Joshua H. Metz. Smirk Studio says this is a good episode. You know what, Smirk Studios? It is a good episode. And it's always a great episode when you're here and we miss you, buddy. We do. Here comes Jinx. He's coming back now. Baby, now come back. back. All right. Oh, no, now okay. I see the video showing on my screen. Hey. Okay. We're going to do this one more time. Three, two, one. Are y'all waiting for me? Yeah, this is them. This is this is on their album. You can't always measure from the living room. We've got to use our minds if we want to see. Sense of the mouth. 
James Webb Space Telescope was supposed to be like the replacement for the Hubble. Okay, I, 
See, I don't pay no attention to nothing this past 80 seconds, so I wouldn't know shit about nothing this past. So, uh, oh, no, no worries. <laughs> I mean, they've been planning this for, I don't know, 10, 10 years, years or more. Yeah. It's, they keep saying, like, oh, yeah, it's going to go up this year. Oh, yeah. And then they have to, like, push it back, push it back. So, like, we, we wrote it, like, expecting it to be, like, mm-hmm. ready for the launch. And they're like, oh, let's we'll push it back in a year. So now we're just, like, ahead of the game. <laughs> See? That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Norwegians be stepping their game up, man. Yeah, yeah, it's all over today, man. Like you was representing all your Norwegian family and friends are proud of you today. They're like, yo, this guy is on it. He is Norwegian. Yeah. 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 I'm really proud of my my Norwegian heritage, you know, and that's you know, that's kind of like it'd be kind of weird now to say that. Like, you know, we got all these people who are like, Oh yeah, the Patriot Prayer, like whatever. Like, oh god, like, no, no seriously. Like, you you know proud. what? You know cross country. Okay, here's some here's some Norwegian knowledge. Let's celebrate this for a second. He's dropping um, some Norwegian he's knowledge. Always about to. So the uh, the Norway was like uh, under control of the Nazis during World War II, right? And so like this Norwegian resistance kind of grew up at like trying to like fight back, and so they essentially invented cross country skiing, and they would just like ski through the woods. And like shoot Nazis, hell oh, yeah! Wow. And like that rocks. So if you watch like the Olympics, they have the uh, the biathlon, which is like you, you uh-huh. cross country ski with a rifle. It's essentially that. Like that's how where that. That's came what from. it's a non too. That's awesome. Okay, I there you go. It I thought that was just what cross country skiing was, because when you're in Alaska. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I just thought that's what you needed. I thought it was part of the the attire. I I didn't know. I'm, okay. Yeah. Anyway. By the way, just for the, uh, just for the way, Charles, th- those are some great graphics. <laughs> those are, those, yeah, those are some great graphics. I'm looking at it right now. Those graphics are great. I'm on the show and I'm watching the show. I'm so fucking vain. Can I can I be honest with you, Jinx? Uh, I met you and then I met Joshua Metz, okay? Mm-hmm. So after going to a bunch of your open mics for a year and a half, I then met this guy that you see behind Charlie. <laughs> and I immediately thought that he was like a white version of you. <laughs> like just the way he dresses, he's got the same glasses. It's always that that very flat brim hat, uh, tall, lanky. The difference is the hair. You went, you lost it all, and his is long. And I was like, huh, that's weird. So, <laughs> so what we're gonna do is me and him are gonna get together and we're gonna remake Ebony and Ivory. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna yes. reword it. We'll we'll do a. Uh, I need to do a new parody. We need to do a parody of Ebony and Ivory. Right. Now, see, I want I want me and AC to do a uh, a twins. <laughs> he gets to be the Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I'll be the Danny DeVito. <laughs> yeah, we have decided that Chris is coming out of this, this pandemic as Danny DeVito. Oh yeah, I am I'm gonna metamorphosize to full Danny DeVito's dad. That's gonna, why like, this you you may have known none of this has been at all kept up with. In in uh, two weeks is, he's gonna like wrap himself in a trash bag and emerge just <laughs> <laughs> I'm the trash man. Beautiful butterfly. <laughs> That's Bugs Life points. Yes it is. Points for getting the reference. Again, I like Seinfeld and the Bees movie. I actually, yeah. uh, actually B-movie like is the weirdest yeah. form of furry I've ever seen. His name is Heimlich. Oh, that's B? the, uh, no, that's the, the caterpillar. The caterpillar. Oh, Heimlich. 
Yeah, I'm glad I could be a part of this today. This was a lot of fun. I, yeah, well, thanks really so much for being on. This has been great. Yeah, and I mean, you can always, like I said, this is streamed every week. Like, when we do this, you can have you, anybody you know, can come in and be a part of the show, you know? Yeah, I'd love to come back. Anytime you guys want to have me back, I would love to come back. Absolutely, man. love, love, love to come back. Because this is a lot of fun. It's comfortable. You know what I'm saying? I can be naked from the waist down next time. Like, I can do whatever the fuck I want. This is great. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We are, uh, we're, pretty, we're pretty fast and loose. Well, shit, Jinx, uh, I just want to thank you. Oh, man, thank <laughs> you guys so much. Again, thank you for having me, Chris. Always a pleasure to work with you, Charles. Yeah. Uh, hey, great to meet you. This has been yeah, so yeah. cool. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. I, I mean, we talked everything from Avengers to we. Everything I mean, this is, and nothing. That's exactly all. everything we yeah, promised. This is, this is great. Uh, anytime you guys would like to have me back, I would be more than happy to come back and do this again. Like I said, this was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed myself. And thank you guys so much for having me. Well, thank you. Yeah. It was really dope. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we've loved having you all in at the podcast as well. I've been Chris. That's been Charlie. I'm Charlie. Thank you so much. (laughs) You take care.